everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the Otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Collateral, chapters 4.1 and 4.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know who made The Hungry Choir and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. Hey, Jenny, before we start, are you doing okay? You look kind of down. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I, f- I don't know. I feel like my life is kind of bland. There's not a lot of color or interesting things going on. I, I honestly feel like I need some more culture in my life. Well, speaking of culture, there's an art contest going on that you should really know about. Pale Complexions. Pale Complexion. Do you mean the one that's based on siblings in the otherverse where you can win a monetary prize? That's the one. If you want to submit something, submissions are due this Friday, July 30th. <laughs> but Malia, you know me. I'm not artistic at all. I can barely finger paint. Well... In that case, you can become one of Doof Media's patrons, and then you can vote on a winner. You like judging people, right? Yeah, I love judging people. That's so much fun. Just, you know, people of Walmart. Like, have you heard of that website? That's like all about what I do. I'm going to totally look into that. Thanks a lot, Malia. No problem. All right. So now that we're done with that totally spontaneous and legitimate conversation we can get to our (laughs) podcast (laughs) anything i can do to help you out all right (laughs) okay so we are starting a new arc yay so um our our title um basically is collateral so malia we're gonna get into what does collateral mean this is also a very legal term which was real fun um the, f- the first thing I thought of was collateral damage, um, which is like often used in war or other situations. It's where um, someone gets hurt or something is damaged that wasn't the intended target, right? Um, so this mm-hmm. is often in the case of like civilians who are hurt in exercises where like civilians weren't intended to be targeted. And so it was like, oh, well, that's obvious. And like, you know, someone else is going to get hurt that wasn't intended as the target and i'm not sure if it's like blake will cause collateral damage or the fucking lord of toronto will cause collateral damage or jeremy meath will cause collateral damage there's a lot of potential opportunities for people getting hurt it seems like in this arc um collateral is also the word that you use for like debts or loans right like if you are trying to get a loan um you could put something down as collateral as kind of a okay if i can't pay you back you can have this thing mm. um it's when like people take out a like mortgage or whatever on their house and that's usually like a they're using their house as like or like like again you know what i'm saying like they're using mm. their house as collateral kind of to get like a big loan um not the first time but like you can like do that again um okay and i think maybe that has something to do with the lawyers or the Lord of Toronto, or something like maybe they're gonna have to 
put down some collateral to get out of this. Um, I actually Googled collateral this time and I learned some other things. Um, apparently, it also means additional but subordinate or secondary. I guess the idea behind that is like the person would rather have all their money back, but they'll take your house as a secondary thing <laughs> or something um it also reminded me of rose lol bummer <laughs> bummer <laughs> um Sucks and then suck. yeah and then similarly descended from the same stock but by a different line is another definition of collateral and that really reminds me of rose too um rose and blake are descended from the same stock but she's a different she's an alternate blake and so i'm not sure if this is going to be a super rose heavy arc or if those things are fun coincidences but um, I'm excited. All right. Well, we will be eagerly looking into that as we keep reading on. <laughs> so we start off um, our chapter summary. Blake makes his way back to Toronto and has an immediate get together with old friends. Doesn't even take any time to rest, really. Um, <laughs> he gets an invite from the Lord of Toronto to meet up. Blake and Rose go to Conquest's domain. At first, it seems like Blake's making a good impression, but his true identity is discovered and he seems to be trapped. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we'll start at the beginning here. We'll, uh, Blake is driven to Toronto, uh, basically by one of the newer lawyers of the firm, um, and asks some questions. Yeah, so I was wrong. There wasn't really a time skip. I mean, there was a time skip of maybe an hour. Um <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, I guess we didn't see him get in the car <laughs> right. and all that, you know. So uh, I was right. Technically, we're right. <laughs> um, but this is exciting. I I feel somewhat at a loss. Like, I feel like we're, like, careening out into, like, unknown territory, whereas I was expecting us to stay basically in the house the whole book. Um, And so this is kind of exciting, but I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? <laughs> um. And of course, Blake gets absolutely no time to rest. He goes from, you know, he barely sleeps in the car and then he doesn't rest and then he shows up with Lord of Toronto and then he's not going to get to rest much more after that, it seems. Um, So that sucks. Uh, I'm just, yeah, these chapters just really threw me and I haven't fully processed them. <laughs> it's all right. We'll talk through it and that'll help you process them. We'll process them together, Malia. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. um i i really appreciated that like they know the brand of his shaving cream because like he has been living in someone else's house and he's been talking a lot about how he hasn't been able to use like it's like oh i'm using someone else's soap and shampoo and so like i feel like that was a nice touch in terms of like helping rejuvenate himself um also really creepy because like why do they know that but, like, from a writing perspective, it's also a really nice detail of, like, because, like, okay, yeah, they know your pants and your whatever. They, like, you know, like, they know your sizes. Like, some people can kind of guesstimate that. That's not that extreme. But, like, the brand of shaving cream is just, like, very, it's a fun detail that really stood out. And I really liked it. Yeah. 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 Kind of, like, what kind of weird ritual stuff do they have to do to figure that out? And why would that, you know? <laughs> Well, I'm still on the, like, there's another in Blake's life somewhere who, I mean, I, I feel like I, so I don't even know what type of shaving cream I use. So, like, I guess my friends don't, you know, like, I feel like I'm not really wedded to a, I don't even use shaving cream. Mostly I use conditioner. 
<laughs> so we already have our discussion question, guys. If <laughs> if this happened, what kind of shaving cream would they get for you? Um, or just like, what is the thing that is very specific to you that brings you a lot of comfort, but would also really fucking freak you out if someone knew it? I actually like that as a discussion question. I do too. Let's cool. remember that. Okay. And if we don't remember the exact wording, well, you're listening to this podcast, so <laughs> jot it down, guys. <laughs> Take notes. That's gonna be the one. Um, <laughs> or it's like, yeah, I don't know. For me, for a lot of things, um, it's kind of what's on sale. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd necessarily notice in terms of like being comfort or whatever. I'd be like, oh, these guys are cheap, just like me. <laughs> well, because I like for me. Well, no, they could probably figure this out. I have like really particular contact lenses, um, mm. that require a plunger to take out it's like really a lot um but so i would but i feel like that would be more obvious i don't know maybe like if there was like a particular tea brand like i really like twinnings um hyperallergenic pillows or something oh my if they could figure out what it was in pillows that i was allergic to i would be so grateful (laughs) i would read that book i would go on that thing i would do so many things (laughs) spend like a stupid amount of money yeah that that and how to identify the pillows that i'm allergic to those two things i would just be like yeah would that be part of your site like if you could choose (gasps) it's like oh my god (laughs) i would train my site to see things that i'm allergic to that would be absolutely fucking (laughs) life-changing yeah that would be kind of awesome like my neck and back and things have started to hurt more when i'm sleeping and i don't know if it's like stress or if i'm sleeping weird but i bought a new pillow that's like it mimics down i don't even know if i'm allergic to like feathers and shit because i've never like bought a fancy enough down pillow Mm -hmm. and then i was started being like allergic to random crap and so this is some like weird memory foam shit that's supposed to like mimic whatever and i was all excited and i slept on it one night and then the next morning it wasn't like horrible but like i had a rash on my face (sighs) i'm like contact i'm I'm just like so bitter i bought some random pillows you could try one of those i think i think they're hypoallergenic that's what they all say that's what they all say i know it's because for most people hypoallergenic pillows mean pillows that like don't keep dust mites and shit in them or like they have like a protection or something Uh, against that but i'm allergic to like the actual material something else yep (laughs) we don't know uh, yeah i'm sorry um, it's okay it sucks <laughs> yeah i mean like it's not an allergy that'll cause me to die it's just an allergy that'll cause me to be very uncomfortable yeah i mean it still sucks yeah but i'm glad it's not i'm glad it's not an anaphylactic reaction for pillows because holy fuck oh, like, i would be dead yeah, yeah you'd straight up like have to be in a bubble <laughs> just like oh You'd probably just have to like wear like clothes out of they're made out of plastic or something terrible. <laughs> so well, I I feel like my clothes are normally fine. It's just it's pillows and fake black leather and fake red leather. Maybe you should just get like a pillow. Maybe I could just make you a pillow that's like just stuffed with fabric, like normal fabric <laughs> that I know you're not allergic to. Just be like, huh. here you go. It's probably not the most comfortable thing in the world, but. You never know. I mean, but I forgot my pillow when we went to your wedding and I slept on my jacket stuffed with clothes for like four days because I didn't want my face to break out <laughs> for your wedding and it actually was fine. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's good. 
All right. Everyone's like, literally, can you stop talking about Malia's allergies? <laughs> <laughs> it's our podcast. We do what we want. But okay. Um, <laughs> next topic, I guess. So they're in the car and talking, basically. That's where we're at. Yeah. Um, Rose is getting the books. And I'm like, cool, Rose, go get those books. But then it's also like, oh, fuck. Are they ever going to go back to Blake's apartment? I think they will. Um, but... Blake's apartment or the house? Or- Blake's ap- well, Blake is like, don't bring too many books in case we can never come back here. Because she can get into and out of the house, but everywhere else she relies on Blake's physical presence to be there. Mm-hmm. And if she takes a whole bunch of books from the house and leaves them in Blake's apartment and then Blake never goes back to his apartment because he's the Lord of Toronto's ah. bitch, they can never get those books back. <laughs> that is rough. <laughs> but at least the Lord of Toronto can't get the books, right? Well, I'm like, are they, I mean, yes, because they're still physically present in the house, I think. And I mean, Rose has a connection to the books, maybe. So maybe he can just pull them into his little, his little world as well. I don't know. But yeah, I also mentioned this later, but I think like, where does Rose's voice come from? Because Rose says something when she shows up with her books in the car and Blake turns to his right and then he's like, oh yeah, and looks in the mirror in the rearview mirror to see her. And I'm like, did you turn to your right because you heard her as though she was sitting next to you? Cause that's bananas. Hmm. I don't know if your face means like Malia, this literally isn't important, or like Malia, this is the key that unlocks this entire story. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna be honest. Um I face it like this because that song literally popped into my head. It's like, this shit is bananas. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And I was trying really hard to just like not say anything. To write it out. And then, but now I just said it. So it's too late. <laughs> well. <laughs> You're like, is she fair. thinking some like big conspiracy or anything? No, literally just that song popped into my head. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But yeah, my first read through of this chapter, I was like, what the fuck's happening? And then my second read through of this chapter was like really like negative and, and bummed out. Like I can only imagine like how Blake feels because like this lawyer dude seems fine. Like I wasn't like, wow, he's so great, but it, he's fine. And he, mm-hmm. you know, is like, oh, Blake, you're cool. And Blake's like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Rose is just like, oh like they sent this guy to lure you in like they sent like this was all a setup to whatever whatever and i just like i don't know i just it's such a bummer because like he says almost verbatim what ms lewis says about like oh i like you our other clients are shit and you're really cool and like i really liked ms lewis and i feel like this interaction and rose's reflection on it kind of tarnished that a bit and like maybe Miss Lewis is being genuine. She really does like Blake better, but it also is manipulation. Like it is like, hey, it's not so bad here. We're fine. And like mm-hmm. I just feel like everyone and everything in Blake's life is like or like everything involved with the practice is all about using everyone. And we've kind of established that a lot. And it is a big comparison with like Blake's people and how just like lovely and wonderful they are and like giving um and obviously like they're using each other for companionship and shit but like 
they really care about each other. Um, I'm just like, now I'm like, oh, fuck, like, his friends are gonna get ripped away from him. And I thought it was just because, like, he was gonna be in his house and never see anyone again. But, like, I'm worried that there will be some sort of, like, betrayals or something with these friends. Um, and I'm kind of freaked out and really sad. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's stuck at Conquest's place, uh, he can't get betrayed by his friends, right? Um, he won't be there forever, and um, hopefully, that could. Be- Would you be bummed out if that if the rest of the story took place at Conquest's domain? Yep. <laughs> he he has to go back to Jacob's belt, but also just like the. Conquest isn't that interesting. He's very, like, flat because he's the incarnation of a thing. Just like his eyes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm worried about him and his friends. And I wonder, how did they tell the Lord of Toronto that there was a new practitioner in town without being like, oh, and also he's a diabolist. Like, were they... Because they're, they're like the Diabolist lawyers, right? Like everyone knows that. Did Was it an anonymous tip? Like it feels like how do you call someone and you're like, oh, hey, this guy who's totally whatever is in town, lol. He has nothing to do with demons. It's fine. Like I'm just kind of like, how did that work? Because it does seem like the Lord, like I feel like if he had an inkling, they would have been like, ah, demon boy. I don't know. Okay. I think it's also interesting that he's like, hopefully Joel hasn't evicted me. And I'm like, bro, it has been one week. Like, why yeah. would he have evicted you? <laughs> well, he, I mean, I don't think he realized it had only been a week, right? So that's that's true. He does later seem to be like, it's only been a week. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Joel, I mean, uh, Joel is concerned about rent. And Blake really seems to think like, oh, Joel will keep me around as long as I keep paying rent or whatever. But I also think that like, Joel helped him get this apartment and Joel went into his apartment and cleaned it and took the perishable food out of his fridge. Like, I feel like Joel is not going to be like, oh, you didn't pay rent by Blake. You know, Joel was like, Blake's back. Let's all have a party in his apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was nice seeing him, even though I hope we never see him again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh joel okay so the this like lawyer dude is talking to him and he's like oh i wouldn't worry too much about trouble but like the moment it's like oh maybe this boy knows something about demons lord like conquest is just like holy shit like you are now mine i now own you like how did this not fucking occur to anyone slash maybe it totally occurred to them and they were like hey, 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 now he'll have to ask us for help again Um, because like yeah maybe this dude wouldn't worry too much about trouble but that doesn't mean he shouldn't worry too much about trouble and and like the token gift he's like I think he says something like oh yeah it's probably a token gift or like you know it was he wasn't like you definitely don't need to worry about shit Um, I was also wondering about the he was like sprinkle water around your apartment and I was trying to think of what that would protect him from um like, that felt very, like, holy water whatever to me, but he didn't say mm-hmm. holy water. And, like, I don't know that that would help against, like, fairies. I mean, I guess, like, maybe that's just sort of, like, a general ward 
just like a thing thing that just like the practice of it makes it like oh yeah this is now kind of a protection thing but it it reminded me of like easter and like the when the priest comes around and just like douses people with water it's true (laughs) and that reminded me of like demons that's nice yeah i guess that yeah like holy water getting rid of the demons do you think that tape was the best choice or um i think that tape was fine um i mean like paint would be better it's stronger but that is rude um i was worried about how his friend finished the the tape stuff for him hopefully his friend finished it we don't even actually know if that happened um but i was like don't you have to draw it or maybe you don't have to draw it but is the universe listening to tyler taping things maybe it is enough i don't know um and the triangles i was like oh that's interesting i'm i'm excited about the whole like here you go next time we do something for you you know you're gonna here's I think maybe it's like a location, a name, and a two-day duration. Because um, it said a duration, a name, and a two-day duration, which would make as much sense. Um, but I feel like it's like, okay, go here. Deal with this for two days. <laughs> and I'm just like, is he going to babysit a demon? Like, what's going to happen? Like, this is kind of exciting. Um, he's definitely going to do it. And I wonder also if this is like the standard progression of payments. Or, like, is are these personalized? Is it, like, all right, the first time you do something, like, they just have, like, stacks and stacks and stacks of this book that was published within the past six months or whatever, just ready to hand out to mm-hmm. incoming Diabolus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> and then, like, oh, yes, then you do this task. Um, <laughs> then you do this. Like, it just, it makes me kind of laugh thinking about it as very, like, standardized and routinized, like, payment schedule. Mm-hmm. for everyone the fact that grandma rose knows the author or knew the author of the black lamb's blood or whatever it's called and was like friends with her that makes me like so happy <laughs> i find it really interesting and kind of badass that a lot of the prolific diabolist authors are women um hmm. yeah it's pretty interesting i mean i guess it's only really grandma and this lady but still so, um, Blake gets to his apartment, he attempts to set up a barrier, and then as he, as you mentioned earlier, his landlord comes over to check on him, and they quickly arrange to get together with his old friends. Yay! This was so nice. Um, I really, even though I was like, oh no, you are all in danger now, I was like, it's really nice to meet them and see this, and just like how much this was restoring, like, Blake and his self and his everything was just like really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked many of them. I have a favorite, but first, I'm going to talk about how Blake keeps fucking lying. Blake is like, I could eat a live horse right now. I was like, Blake, that's so unnecessary. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you saying, why, literally, why did you just say, that? well, I guess he doesn't say the entirety of a live horse. Yeah. And he doesn't say, like, I will or I want to, but also, what (laughs) yeah no i mean it's it's not great yeah it it also reminds me of the hungry choir um which is a lot that's probably one of the animals 
like oh definitely i bet a it's stallion or something and then yeah i'll have to catch the damn stallion and eat it <laughs> <laughs> i hate everything um <laughs> um oh but then i got really excited about um june cleaver do you know who that is jenny it rings a bell, but I don't remember. Wait. June Cleaver. She is the principal character in sitcom Leave It to Beaver. Woohoo! Woohoo! It's Beaver's mom. Uh, um, and I didn't even notice till the second time I read it. And I mean, Blake's obviously making a joke, but like also her name is June. And this is a hatchet. I just got. I was like, "This is so fucking good." <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I've never seen Leave It to Beaver, um, but that is a good reference. So, yeah, kudos. Yeah, and also like more evidence that he has to come back to this apartment is that um, they left Leonard in a bottle. Which reminded me of like I feel like he was on some weird sitcom thing because it reminded me of like I Dream of Jeannie for some reason. Um, Jeannie the bottle, yeah, yeah. Um, Christina Aguilera, you know, less likely that they're referencing <laughs> Christina Aguilera. <laughs> but yeah. well, he is the right age. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean. Well, yeah, are you going to keep singing random shit that, like, <laughs> throughout these <laughs> podcasts? Probably. I mean, to be fair, I guess I did bring up the bananas thing, but, like. You also brought up Christina Aguilar. <laughs> I did. I did. True. I'm like, um, damn it, if you're going to sing, like, commit. Don't just be like. <laughs> that, that wasn't even a tune of something. It was just me, like. <laughs> Humming nonsensically, but commit, damn it. Okay, just, like, I'll think about just it. Just belt it out, you know. <laughs> I keep thinking that my roommate's here and she's she's in California, but I keep being a little self conscious and thinking, like, oh, I don't want to disturb her. And then I'm like, no, I can be loud. You can be loud. Woo! Yeah, sorry, everyone, for your ears. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if like this boost of Blake's self will like weaken Rose. It still seems like there is that that balancing act of like whenever Blake's feeling good Rose feels like shit and like vice versa because she's kind of like feeding off of him or connected to him or whatever mm. um and it just like it makes me it it didn't necessarily seem like that she didn't seem like super exhausted or whatever when he started to feel better mm-hmm. um but I I don't know I just he was like oh like we're gonna get you out of there and you can like come meet my friends and I was just like oh like <laughs> like you could be like oh yeah this is my cousin or some shit like i don't know i mean like i just uh that would be so nice long lost relative yeah <sighs> i just i need that she needs that yeah but yeah ask me who my favorite character or at least my favorite one of blake's friends is i mean you wrote on the notes but i'm gonna <laughs> pretend i didn't see that so <laughs> who's your favorite one of blake's friends malia <gasps> goosh <laughs> i love her she's just like perfect in every way i also picture her as like megan rapino just like tall blonde woman short hair um 
like strong mm. like queer vibes um i like i wonder what her performance is exactly like was she, does she do like a one woman stage show is she like a dancer or a singer or a like what is she um i don't think that's mentioned but you know she is totally looking out for blake and like this whole thing which is really great she's like i'm all run interference she like stops amanda from like running up and hugging him she just like is very like super considerate and super caring Mm -hmm. um but she's also not like she like but she gives him space and you know she she does other things she talks to other people but she just like seems like incredibly solid as a human and um i love her she does seem pretty great yeah yeah i mean she and alexis and joel um are the ones that really stand out because tyler like is like oh yeah i'll do the tape and then joseph who i literally only remember because of the whole carpenter thing is like oh cupcakes um and so i don't know i just i really like goosh and i'm really worried about her <laughs> i'm worried about them all i thought the like they hate me for no reason comment was also probably another lie because like there's probably reasons i mean there's there's a reason it might not be like fair but like oh your family consorts with demons that's a reason like yeah yeah (sighs) i know he's gotta work on that shit man yeah and i also don't know that i would i mean like maybe laird hates him by now but i kind of feel like laird didn't even hate him until he started yeah you know it wasn't personal it just was like yeah which like is super gross to be like oh yeah i'll just kill these people um but it yeah like i don't see like penny doesn't hate blake i don't think sandra duchamp i don't think they care enough to hate blake yeah um and also there's a reason so i just he needs to stop <laughs> and also every time he was like i'm not drinking like i'm not having a beer tonight like blah 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 i was like you're gonna have a fucking beer tonight and like so far he hasn't but i just keep being like blake like stop saying shit say like i don't want to drink tonight or like no thank you or like you know just like yeah. things like, that aren't definitive statements about yeah. what will what happen in do. the future yeah yeah um start saying the word plan a lot Start saying the word want a lot. Yeah. Stop Ugh. fucking yourself over, bro. Constantly. Constantly. I'm, sh- I'm shocked he has like any pain power in it all left. Right. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about Alexis. I, I think it's really interesting seeing Blake's type. I think it's interesting that he's like into her and he, he's like, oh, I like find figuring like, like, staring at her face and noticing all the like unattractive things about it and wondering like why I still find her attractive or whatever which is kind <laughs> yeah. of interesting like she does definitely have like a manic pixie dream girl vibe mm-hmm. um, which was very in during this time period and I feel like it does really match Blake he likes he seems to resonate more with like outcasts and people who have like been through a lot of shit and yeah. aren't necessarily like beloved by society and have like all this privilege and crap i find the whole like hey all of us are fucked up so let's all have sex together to be like what the fuck i i feel like it's like 
a questionable decision. Like, I feel like, especially like, oh, you know, my friend thinks you're super cute and already kind of has a crush on you and you have feelings for me. And like, all of us have like issues with like physical touch and like emotional commitment and just like all, you know, like all these things and let's have sex together. Just like, doesn't seem healthy. Yeah. Um, but I am, there's a lot of like, la, there's a lot of things like polyamory that I don't really understand. And like, maybe there is a situation wherein this could be fine. I just feel like yeah. the people involved are, like, I don't think using sex to heal yourself works, at least not in my experience. It's a good way um, to make possibly a supportive you know, relationship a lot more difficult. Yeah. And a lot more awkward. There's a lot of ways that can go wrong. I feel like to, at least from, yeah, I don't really know that much about polyamory either, but I feel like you at least have to have really fucking good communication and you should ideally be somewhat in a healthy mindset mm-hmm. and you should make sure that you're on the same fucking page with everybody. Right. Whereas like he just got back from like having his mind and body like fucked with completely um, just met this other girl who thinks he's cute. Um, yeah, I mean, this clearly to me, at least is like a terrible idea. <laughs> so, like, um, there's no way that this is gonna end without like hurt feelings and like people just feeling fucked and awkward and creating distance when like, um, he needs a support group and you don't really want to be creating that weirdness you know yeah um i almost think maybe alexis was like oh if it's a threesome this will like if it's just like oh blake let's have sex like that would be a lot of like like in a way that's a lot more intimate possibly like that's a lot more like like i'm thinking of like verona and jeremy and if verona was like hey like you me and some other guy let's all take our clothes off and stare at each other or whatever. Like maybe Jeremy would be like, Oh, this isn't really about me. Like she doesn't, she's not into me. Like she trusts me enough to be doing these things, but like, there's a whole other person here. Um, and I'm wondering if that's part of the thought is like, Oh, like with Tiffany there, it's not Blake and Alexis are hooking up and like, this thing shared between just the two of them. It's like, oh, and Tiffany's here, lol. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I also you, feel like there's just a chance. To, we just could, to clarify, we, yeah. were you trying to paint the Verona and Jeremy thing as that possibly being like a positive take on that? No, what? Or like, because you said it would be like Verona and Jeremy and he'd be like, oh, he realizes that she, he does, that she isn't into me as much. I'm curious if your take, take on that is more of a positive thing. I think it's like I was I was trying to think of like the ways that Verona has communicated to Jeremy like I'm not I don't want a relationship but then when they like make out or whatever they do um, Jeremy interprets that as like oh we're dating Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of curious as to like if someone else was there and made out they all made out together would Jeremy realize, not like, 
oh, this is what she should do. This is not what she should do. But I'm trying to say that, like, like maybe Jeremy would realize, like, oh, okay, you're making the face. This is I, this is not what anyone should be doing. <laughs> I'm just trying to say that I think maybe Alexis thinks that Tiffany's presence there would be a signal to Blake that, hey, Blake, this isn't like I want to be romantically involved with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that if there was another whole fucking person with Jeremy and Verona when they made out, Jeremy might think to himself, oh, Verona doesn't want to be romantically involved with me. Again, this is not what anyone should be doing in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see how the person coming up with that plan would think that. Uh But holy fuck, that would... Okay, terrible fucking idea. Mm-hmm. talking of, t- like talk about fucking playing games with somebody's head you know like whether intentionally or not like that would fuck with jeremy's head so fucking bad because like oh, totally like his e- even if he's like oh yeah like i want her to think i'm cool with with the stuff you know because i still like her um sure we can we can do that it's fine we're not in a relationship like he's gonna say that shit out loud well potentially if he actually we're gonna be like that's cool but like if actually doing it he's gonna have his heart like fucking smashed into smithereens like seeing her hook up with another dude and like pay attention to another dude and like maybe logically be like oh yeah she said like she's not into me and da, da, da. but like emotionally you know still been like hooking up kissing all this stuff and then you bring another dude into it and you're doing the exact same thing like that's just like I mean, it wouldn't, I could see how it wouldn't be intentional, but that's pretty, like, that's pretty fucking shitty. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um. So if Alexis, that might, that might be totally be what her thought process is, but I feel like there's quite a lack of empathy there Um. to not realize that, like, especially someone who's had a crush on you, even if she didn't realize it, like, that's pretty, like, in my opinion, fucked (laughs) right well no she she knew it right like she said oh you used to have feelings for me and then he was like well i still have feelings for you and she was like well okay um and i i also can see that tiffany would sort of be like could be really easily pressured into that situation and just kind of agree without it being um based on like alexis has brought her into this world she thinks blake is really cute it's kind of like okay well Mm -hmm. i've never had a good relationship with literally anyone so maybe this is a way to make good relationships with people um yeah. yeah again not saying that any of that is good or makes sense but i th- could see how maybe alexis was like could see well, where her thought process maybe was coming from yeah um yeah definitely flawed but fair enough yeah yeah um see what you're saying yeah it was this was, yeah, one of the things about these chapters that very much threw me off because I was just like, well, oh my God. And then I didn't even talk about this. So first when it's like, because every single fucking person who walks in, I'm like, Blake, turn on your goddamn site because one of these is the other that Grandma Rose implanted into your life. Like, I was just like, okay, <laughs> you're going to fucking find it. And then, or it was like, you know, like, or something. And he's like, oh, there's this girl and she has this weird connection to me and I've never seen her before. And I was like, ah, and then it was just like, oh, like your friend's trying to have a threesome with you and her. Like, it just was like, (laughs) (laughs) like that's weird as fuck. (laughs) I just didn't expect any of this. Um, It was, it was a very good, like, 
like Walbo really f- tricked me and had me thinking like, oh fuck, and then like it wasn't at all, and that was funny. And then it made when the practitioner had like snuck into the room and Rose couldn't quite like see him or whatever. That was really freaky. Um, and built up that tension a lot more because it was like, oh, fuck, this definitely is something. Like, before it was, like, uh, weird. But this is like, oh, fuck. It happened. Like, you weren't <laughs> here to protect your friends. No. But then he was just like, hey, bro. Yeah. Even though the guy's a dick, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but at least, like, yeah, I didn't come in and start, like, you know, fucking shit up right there. Right. Um. But speaking of which, a messenger from Conquest arrives and asks Blake to accompany him to go to the, their domain. Boom! Woo! Good job, Rose. You found the guy. Um, the the painting thing threw me off at first. I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, she's good at painting. She's an artist. It's the gift. Um, when he was like, I need a painting, lol. I think it's funny that he's, like, the practitioner with no name. I'm like, Blake, did you ask for his name? Like, same with the lawyer. I'm like, Blake, did you ask for the lawyer's name? Like, I feel like Blake is just like, oh, like, these people have no names. And, like, they don't have to be like, hi, who are you? Because they all know who you are. And you're just, like, not asking any of these fucking people for their names. (laughs) Which is funny. But, yeah, I'm glad they let him bring June inside. That's sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. What do you think of, like, the whole, like booby trapped like cool. conquest place i wasn't really sure i thought that the trophies or whatever were really fucking creepy yeah and i was just like oh i hate this um it seemed to me like the place had it's like like there had been it had survived a lot of battles or something that like a lot i imagined a lot of like people had died trying to take over this place and maybe it's like not actually physically that place Mm -hmm. or whatever but just like he conquest has gone and and taken over shit i don't know and like it it sort of falling apart was interesting and the fact that it like isn't even his domain was really interesting i don't know if others can have domains but um yeah i just and the whole like no, whatever you leave behind is lost past that threshold. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because, like, he's like, oh, but once I come out again, I have it all right. And it's like, yep. And it's like, okay, literally, what does that matter? Like, the moment I leave the threshold of my apartment, I can't access any of that shit until I go back into my apartment. Like, it just, like, doesn't seem <laughs> like a useful, you know? The other thing that I noticed was, like, oh, we're in the fallow season within this place. And I was like, is that because it's a like is he losing power or is it just because like it happens to be winter or like what's up with that um was sort of interesting also my cat has crawled up onto my desk and is rubbing her face against my microphone and she's never done this where we're recording before and i don't really get what's happening what's happening bubba look that's jenny hi (laughs) yeah so if there's a lot of bumps i'm sorry that's my cat all right well next part um blake ends up meeting with conquest and the other local powers he seems to make a decent first impression um i wonder why he has a mullet or like I mean, sort of a mullet are you telling me that the mullet doesn't just like scream conquest it doesn't not scream conquest it screams um, redneck to me which i guess fair i'm gonna google conquest redneck and see what comes up 
Um, and the first thing that came up was Conquest Sense at Instagram. And they sell premium hunting scents to hunters around the country. Uh, nice. So there you go. That's, I mean, if that doesn't scream mullet, I don't know what else would. Yeah. I was thinking, like, is he, that he's, like, behind the times? You know? Definitely is behind the times. But. Yeah. But was, is the mullet a representation of that? I mean, I would consider the mullet to be the most uh, modern part of his look. That's true. Um, speaking of the whole, like, two aboriginal men were kneeling beside him, like, fucking yikes. Like, I don't know, I kind of appreciate that it's, like, the people who came here and did this were awful. Um, but they also, like, don't speak and aren't, like, mentioned again, which sucks. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, conquest is not really a touchy-feely, nice type of thing, you know? Correct. Like, generally, that's like a, oh, aggressive shitbaggy type of thing, which yeah. seems pretty uh, on point, I'd say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I didn't understand what the large green beetles in his hand were. I was also like, wow, this is really extra. Did, like, how long have you been sitting like this waiting for Blake to show in, like, holding these fucking beetles in your hand? I tried to Google, like, very quickly um, some, like, tarot cards to see if this was a thing in any of them and I didn't notice anything um I don't have a comprehensive knowledge of tarot as everyone knows but um I was just like what the fuck is happening I don't know they could be fig eater beetles or green june beetles I don't know I just googled large green beetles so um I think the sphinx is really scary I, I liked her, mm-hmm. but um, she was freaky, and I was I would have answered every fucking one of her questions. Um, like Blake was like going along doing stuff, and she was like, "Oh, do you understand? Do you not understand or whatever?" And I in my mind, I was just like, "Yeah" or "No." Like I felt myself answering all of her questions. Um, so I'd be dead. Oh, for sure. Me too. But then again, like, we haven't had to be hypervigilant. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's just like, after he realizes it, he's like, okay, I got it. No answering questions from that one. And I just was, I don't know, I'm proud of him. I wonder what it is about Blake that makes people like him so much. Because, I mean, maybe it's not people. Maybe it's just women. Maybe he's just hot. But, like, the Sphinx likes him. And, like, Diana likes him. And... Because Diana was really, like, helping him out and stuff. Yeah. With the whole, like, just don't do this and she won't eat you. That was nice. That was nice. Um, I don't remember if she's the one who says, like, the pale, the blonde one, but also black. Or if it was the Sphinx. I don't remember who said that. But that was interesting. I never thought to look up Blake's name. But he is blonde. And he does have two people living inside of him, sort of. Um... So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited about the all the other people, like the important people in Toronto or whatever that they list off. And I was like, that sounds fun. I want to know who those people are. But if they were all there, that would have been like too many people to keep track of. So yeah, that would have been a lot. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not, I'm wondering if we'll ever, or if we'll meet them all. I'm not really sure. Um, 
Wild Boat does do well with a large number of characters, but I just kind of feel like, oh, we have to get out of Toronto, like, soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just not sure, like, will he just go back to Jacob's Bell, or will he... What will he do? The Conquest is a dick. um, And they really are just, like, fucking questioning Blake kind of hardcore. He's like, why should I value this thing? I'm like, fuck off. Like, like it's a fucking gift. You're not supposed to be questioning that, you dickhead. But, I mean, he is a lord. Um, Why should I value this thing? But yeah, he's like, why should I value this thing? And it's just like, I don't know. Like, fuck you. And also just like, it was like perfect that it was art kind of because art is so hard to value and interesting and weird. Because um, mm-hmm. like that painting isn't like practically useful for much. But art is great and brings a lot to people into society and whatever um but there's just yeah um i liked his explanation i thought it was really like beautiful and really sad of like you know she's lost a piece of herself forever kind of um like she will never have this back it seems like something conquest would enjoy but it was also just like ugh, like fuck conquest yeah i was also like i wonder what else these people have been doing all day like did they convene just to meet this new practitioner and what's their role just to be like, yeah, you can you can hang out in Toronto. Like, what if they had said no? Like, would they have just murdered him? Or would they have been like, hey, leave? Or like, what would have happened? I don't know. Sphinxie probably would have tried to eat him. Just because she's hungry. Yeah, that's but. fair. Yeah, it just feels like they didn't... No one explained to Blake what was going on. Which is a normal thing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty normal for him, unfortunately. Yeah, and then this last bit with like Jer or this bit with Jeremy where it's like, oh, Jeremy's like, yeah, you'd be fun to have at a party. And then Blake gets triggered by like the smell of like booze and pot and stuff. I'm wondering, like, that feels like something we're gonna learn more about, possibly. Um, I'm not sure if it's just a like, oh yeah, I was on the street and like drunk people would like beat me up or whatever. Um, but it felt like important. So, Jeremy the drunk sows seeds of suspicion, which causes the others to look more deeply into who Blake really is. I liked the tarot thing coming back. I thought it was funny that he remembered this. Um, I also thought it was like interesting that that worked somehow and didn't get him eaten. Hmm. Um, I wonder like if that worked, couldn't a whole bunch of things worked? Uh. Like, if you just said Blake, would she just fucking eaten him? Um, I don't understand. And then Jeremy was like, he's the lowest power and the highest in Dexter's hemisphere. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I tried to Google it. I couldn't figure this out. I know that Dexter is, like, right in Latin. And I, maybe, like, the fool is the highest power? Right? Because he's the... He's the fool with the right and the high priestess with the left. Um, mm. But the high priestess isn't the lowest power if, if like, like that would be the magician. I just don't get it. If someone can point me to like some sort of resource as to like, is this actually a thing and what does it mean in terms of tarot? Because I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I mean, it makes Blake seem like kind of a big deal, which is fun, but I don't know. Um, the other thing, I, I thought it was interesting how they were like picking apart who he could be, where he's from, um, with like 
they were like, oh, where is there a circle and a coven around here? Oh, where is there blah, 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 blah. It was like, oh, these people are like pretty plugged into like the things that are going on around them. Like they know the actual names of the families in some fucking town off yonder. Um, But they also like know about the whole Goblins Festival of Blood. And I was like, hey, fuck you. Like they all knew about it and like no one tried to do anything except for that one practitioner. And like, that's really shitty. It just felt bad. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I guess Maggie is Canadian and whatever. She is Canadian. (laughs) This wasn't in Ireland. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So they find out he's Blake Thorburn. Um, Conquest decides to do some conquering and conquer Blake. At least tells him he's going to. Things look pretty bad. Yeah. Um, It was kind of funny how Conquest was like, well, if you'll happily take a steps away from that road, you will have to unhappily take a push down that road. <laughs> but it was, I, I was like, I just was like, oh, they're going to find out he's like a diabolist or whatever. And they're going to be like, ew, evil and like kill him. And Conquest was like, ha ha. A diabolist. I'm you. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, and like that's gross as fuck. That like conquest was like, this is fine. I want some demons. Also, the I can conquer you was real a lot. Yeah. Um, and Blake was like, I fell into a trap. Oh no! And I'm kind of like, I don't think you had. I don't know how you could have prevented that. Yeah, like I feel like falling into a trap implies there there were things you could have done to prevent this. And maybe you could have, like, never left Hillsglade House. Like, I'm just like, what could you have done to actually prevent this? Um, I think that's the only thing that would have actually worked, you know? Like, like I guess maybe if Jeremy Meath hadn't pushed it, everyone would have just been like, oh, whatever. But they were already curious. They were already thinking about the circle in the coven. Um, I don't know. Might have prolonged it, at least. But might have found it out eventually. But... I mean, Blake has really crap karma, so it's not that surprising, unfortunately, that this happened. But And then, on the other hand, he has good enough karma to not just be, like, immediately struck dead because he consorts with demons or whatever. Um, yeah. But Conquest I mean, even... doesn't seem like he cares about the fate of the world. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely does not. But I mean, even the Forsworn aren't immediately struck down dead by lightning. And that's about as low as you can get karmic wise. That's true. So might be nice for them if they were. <laughs> yeah, that pro- that's probably why they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be too nice. Jeez. Uh, 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 yeah. Um. And then yeah, I got really excited about Rose being here into existence. Yeah, I'm wondering like, is this temporary? Like, is this just a thing that will exist while they're in the lord's place um i also wonder if she like knows what's been going on um or if she wasn't able to see anything i'm not sure if he had mirrors or whatever on him um and i just think that's sort of funny yeah um poor rose (laughs) poor fucking rose uh do you like do you think that her uh sight or practice is going to be any different or better since being pulled into um i do think that it will be 
Well, and, and again, I don't know if like this is just a thing that she's in the domain of this guy or in this guy, whatever, and then she'll go back or something because the whole like line about whatever you leave is is lost forever or whatever the fuck. Um, I feel though that like a lot of what has been said about Rose and her power is that like there's no spirits on her side. And so I think like they can finally like hear her now and that she will be able to actually do shit. Um, which is exciting. Yay. That's exciting. I hope that doesn't super fuck Blake over, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. So, um, I guess how do you, or like, what do you think is going to be happening next after this? Is it kind of bold and specific prediction time? Maybe. Um, it depends if you're, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit confused because I feel like sometimes we've been our last time we switched it around to my comparison time, but right, but we can do. I just I just I'm just here, man. You know, no, this is a conversation. <laughs> no, okay. Well, let's let's talk about the comparison part because I still think that that should go first. Okay. I said that's what I feel like in my heart. Um, so I feel like the best thing to compare for these chapters, um, it'd probably be like comparing like conquest and I guess like the local powers um, to the judges um, in pale. So I guess who like, do any of them kind of align with each other at all? As far as you can mm-hmm. tell, or like, um we haven't really i mean we haven't seen the carmine like in action because like uh-huh. obviously you know um but who do who does conquer remind you of anybody or like yeah i mean i guess like conquer has sable vibes um i think one of the biggest differences here i mean like is that the lord of toronto has control and power right he's in charge um and something about the sable gives me the most like in charge vibes but like technically they're all like this i think they're all supposed to be like the same level of like influence power or something okay um whereas like this is like this is lord of toronto he's in charge and i was surprised that it was like oh and here's this council thing but that makes a lot of sense because like we've talked about how um conquest was getting weaker and that's why like um sandra married jeremy because they were like oh maybe you'll get to take over or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it makes sense that he would need to like balance and deal with all these other like powerful forces in the area and so he'd have them together so it was kind of like oh you know you're meeting a group of people and having to be like oh uh hi you're really powerful but in this scenario it is like conquest is the big head honcho um Mm -hmm. But yeah, he and Sable are both like masculine, both um very no nonsense, both um very like harsh and unforgiving. It seems like conquest is more into and you know, he's obviously more into like advancing his own position and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um whereas the Sable seems more just kind of like this is quote unquote fair and I am super fucking powerful and like I don't know that I wonder if one of the judges can become a lord um hmm. or if that would like erase their 
their role or power or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, because it seems like the judges don't have anywhere to go up and they're fulfilling this role that is very like universe karmic balance, whatever. Whereas conquest as a Lord is like, I have to fucking remain in charge. I have to do me. I have to like keep going with this. So do you think if there was an issue with some of the practice, like a practitioner or with like um, somebody being murdered or whatever in Toronto, um, how fair do you think conquests would be? Oh, that's to- interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it would be much less like this is what the universe demands of the situation and much more like political much more like whatever conquest needed to do to both both possibly satisfy his nature but mostly like feeding his own conquest and like dealing with the powers in the area or like other powers that might threaten him right so like he might be more or less fair depending on you know maybe the sphinx has a lot of influence and really cares about this one thing and whatever which feels a lot more like corrupt personal and political as opposed to like this is just the system and I'm just a piece of it. Yeah. And I think that the persona of the Sable and et cetera really does influence their decisions. Mm-hmm. But like, like judges, right. Are supposed to be upholding the system of law. Um, and they're supposed to be just saying like, all right, this is what the law says. This is what's going on. And we all know that like the individual's, who are judges really, really can fucking influence the shit out of things. Yeah. But like the Supreme court justices of the United States, right? Like don't have anywhere up to go. Um, yeah, that's true. Unless they like change tax and decide to like try to run for president or whatever, you know, like they can like shift and do a different thing. Whereas like the president would be much more like, consolidating his own power forming a coalition trying to like make whatever whatever happen um Mm -hmm. more like a lord i guess i wonder how much the judges would like accept a lord coming into power versus like really try to fight it i bet in like two weeks or whenever this podcast comes out everyone's gonna be like well we know because blah 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 in the last chapter of pale you know like (laughs) fucking alabaster came out and like stabbed the sable in the throat because she wanted to be the lord of the whatever the fuck and obviously that'd be a twist (laughs) you heard it here first alabaster yeah being stabbing somebody yeah that's not who i would expect (laughs) yeah that's a bold and specific prediction. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> smooth transition cha- transition time. It's almost as smooth as that sentence was. Um, we're going to go to Malia's bold and specific prediction. Woo! Um, so my bold and specific prediction is that Blake is going to use the lawyers to get out of this situation with the Lord of Toronto. Which means he's going to have to go on that errand and do the thing. <laughs> um, I feel like we might get a little bit more of like, oh, fuck, the Lord of Toronto has me captive. Um, but I do think that that is how he's going to get out of this particular mess. 
Um, and I think that he will at some point get back to his apartment. He will at some point get that book because he has to read it um, because debt or whatever. And so I think we're going to see some of what is in the Black Lamb's book, blood book as an interlude in this story. Okay. Which will be fun. So coming up like in the next couple chapters um, that we haven't read yet, um, do you think he's going to try to call like the lawyers quick or like, do you think there's going to be some weird conquesting bullshit going on or like um i think we'll do a bit of like conquesting shit i think that blake is very much trying to resist um the lawyers and i think that we're gonna i i'm i'm i just i want to see blake and rose physically interact you know i want to see rose react to this situation yeah um and so I think we're going to spend a little bit of time doing that, figuring out specifically what the Lord of Toronto wants, seeing, you know, does he give him or nice his name, stuff like that. All right. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> or you didn't because you already read the story. Or but you yeah. didn't. But <laughs> you heard the prediction here, at least. So. <laughs> All right. We're going to go on to. Last week's discussion question, which was, which god would you choose to base your practice off of if you had to choose one? <laughs> so we'll start with Bisexual Bunch Party. Um, they choose Santa Morte, which is basically a death deity. Um, they say specifically uh, Santa Morte focuses on healing and protection from harm. Um, also secures a safe delivery to the afterlife, which is pretty all pretty nice things for a practitioner. Um, they're also saying that there's good potential implements that can match up. Um, her tools include the lamp, hourglass, and scales. And she is also associated with owls, which could be a good familiar if you find another that is kind of owl-esque. It's <laughs> a pretty cool one. Um, Megafire7 says that they probably wouldn't base their practice off of a god. Um, but if they had to choose, they would probably pick... Okay, I'm going to butcher this. Elua from Kushiel's Avatar. Um, Elua is the god of kindness and free love, but um, also very terrifying to oppose and will absolutely destroy you and your city. So that's a fun kind of duality there, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't really know anything about, I don't think Kushiel's Avatar, mm -mm, but heard of it. it sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, next, uh, Bavarian Barbarian, um, they were saying they would pick probably a god with few followers in order to have better bargaining. Um, specifically, uh, they would choose the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> um, it is very well known. Um, probably very few people who actually believe in it. Um, that's true <laughs> um they're saying most effects um like magical effects should skew towards anti-magical due to it being created to show the absurdity of religious exemptions from laws mm. and they're saying they also could get away with saying ridiculous stuff that normal practitioners would get like a big hit for karma wise um just because most innocents would take it as a typical pastafarian sarcasm <laughs> type of thing um so they could just be spouting all sorts of stuff and 
everyone would be like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, Napalm Eagle talks about more stuff I haven't heard of, but sounds pretty cool. Um, they say that going off of Cultist Simulator, they'd pick Door in the Eye, um, but that the Abstract Force Lantern is good because um, it represents merciless knowing, which is a badass concept. Mm-hmm. So those of you, those of you who play Cultist Simulator, are gonna really appreciate this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I actually own that, but I haven't played it much, so mm. I don't remember that much about Door in the Eye or Lantern. But mm. I might have to play that game later again. <laughs> um, last but not least, we have Beleg Tall. Um, they start by saying that per J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, an author of fantasy is a subcreator. Just as God created and continues to create the universe, an author creates and sustains their own universe. So they choose Wildbow. That's like so cute. I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of love that. Um, oh, so, we love um, Wildbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've been compared to a god before Wildbow, but I mean, this is probably, uh, you probably have, actually. You probably have. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you, Wildbow, want to let us know what, um, I guess, your typical tools and things would be, uh, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, what, that- what powers would you bestow upon <laughs> your priests <laughs> your chosen yes that would be very interesting the cool. leg tall the priest of uh wild bow wild bow Love religion it. thing <laughs> i'm great with words but all right well, <laughs> that's the end of that so thanks everyone Ooh. all right so um moving on to our discussion question i kind of paraphrase this from what we said earlier, because um, I, I do like it um, as a question. Um, but basically, name one specific thing that brings you comfort that would really creep you out if someone were to give it to you or to guess that that's what you needed. Because it's really fucking specific. I love this question. Yeah, I do too. Hopefully you guys like it. Sometimes I really feel like we came up with like super awesome ones um, to get like not as many answers as I would have thought. And then that one with like the domain, <laughs> hilariously, we literally thought of that like maybe like 20, 30 seconds before actually like talking about it. And then that's definitely our most answered one. So, I mean, obviously like, you know, we're not able to predict, <laughs> to predict what's a good discussion question for y'all, but hopefully y'all like that. Cause I'm kind of interested to hear what y'all have to say. Anyway, yeah. And regardless of how many of you answer it, we really do appreciate. Um, yeah. No. Like it's it's really cool reading. Like yeah, reading the answers and yeah, being like we people just... are at listening to us. <laughs> and yay, yay. <laughs> so yeah, we do appreciate it. Um. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email 
at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. And don't forget, Pale Complexions submissions are due this Friday, July 30th, if we've gotten this episode out when I expect us to. So, yay! Yay! <laughs> that would be hilarious if we got this out like a week late and people were like, <laughs> the f- like wow, they uh, don't really have their shit together, do they? <laughs> um, real quick, also, um, kind of randomly, but you guys should listen. Make sure that you check out yeah doofmedia.com just to look at all of our awesome podcasts and everything that we have. Um, I was recently listening to Doofcast, um, one of the slightly older episodes. Um, you see where, let me see here. I think it was right when Scott went on maternity leave, but um, they were talking about Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. I just um, listened to that one recently, too. Did you really? <laughs> yeah guys we didn't even plan this <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> so have, oh whoops. sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> so specifically um this matt and daniel they were talking about it because scott took a break um to hang out with his newborn baby um well have, have you actually seen that like the snyder cut i have not seen it have you seen the original justice league i have not seen it <laughs> okay i haven't seen the original one either Partially because I heard that it was terrible and mm-hmm. it just like, I was like, I don't want this to kill my soul, but I heard that the Snyder cut was fucking awesome. And so, and I saw like a couple random like clips from it that um, just looked really, really cool. And I watched it and it is four hours, but um, it's really, really damn good. Highly recommend watching that and um, their commentary on this film is lovely as well so i highly recommend you guys give that a listen um it's yeah it just it felt like i don't know it's it's kind of hard for me to comment i guess on the original one because i didn't watch it um but <laughs> from what i heard like they just like added a lot of kind of cruddy lines and things like mm. to try to make it jokey or funny um which wasn't really like the tone that was being set up when they filmed it like the flash he already is funny anyway guys like here he <laughs> like they already give him funny lines and shit like he's a funny dude um and they actually like made him matter um and do some really awesome stuff in the Zack snyder cut where isn't justice league um from what i'd heard he seemed to be more of like um i don't know just kind of like a gag <laughs> character it mm. was like but like he actually like legit like save the day for those guys um so pretty cool um and i felt like the actor did a good job anyway feel free to listen to that episode um and their other episodes that one i just listened to and it was very good yeah as an additional plug their um sibling dynamic was really fun i hadn't listened to Mm -hmm. an episode with matt and daniel and now um i definitely plan to go check out the freeman bros which is one of the podcasts you can listen to if you are one of our patrons um and to hear more about just what they have to say they have they have a really fun 
um dynamic daniel was like very excited and upbeat about um the snyder cut and i just like want to hear more about things they find interesting i feel like daniel's voice sounds really familiar too and i can't (laughs) figure out why because i've never heard him talk before um does it sound familiar does his voice sound familiar to you at all because i'm trying to think of like why i don't know if it's just some person i know in real life or like someone's voice from a movie or like just something about it sounds really fucking familiar it's been bothering me (laughs) uh it didn't strike me as familiar but i'll update you when i listen to more all right if anyone knows like who he sounds like um just in any kind of media or whatever let me know i'm gonna feel like an idiot when i like talk to a coworker or whatever and be like oh that's who he sounds like <laughs> no <laughs> one's gonna know that but um yeah i don't know something about his voice sounds really fucking familiar to me anyway we're on to this week's fun fact um mm. so apparently no one born blind and uh, specifically um blind due to um like issues with your brain, not with your eyes, um, has ever developed schizophrenia, hmm. which is really random. But I guess that's, I don't know. I guess they found oh, at least a correlation with that. Like people who have been born with blindness uh, don't develop it. It's which, pretty cool. Yeah. What is it specifically? Cortical blindness. So caused by abnormalities in the brain rather than damage to your eyes um so now you know (laughs) have a good week everybody bye bye